Hi there, welcome to Sound Healing Radio. I'm David Gibson, and today's show is an overview of sound healing. We're going to go through many different aspects, and also uh, our intention is that we're able to heal ourselves and each other and take our power back from the the whole pharmaceutical companies and get back to being able to heal naturally. Before we begin, though, I want to tell you about some things happening at the Institute. Let me share my screen here. So we have an open house coming up next Sunday. That's January 15th from 1 to 5 p.m. here in Sausalito, just north of San Francisco. Uh, We'll be going through how sound works physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually with many heart-opening sound meditations. Um, can just show up, actually. I don't think we're going to be overwhelmed this time. And then uh, we've got our a certificate program starting uh, a week from Tuesday, which is January 17th in Sausalito. That's three and a half months at the Institute. Half of the program is online, and that takes six months. And um, it's all about how sound works physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, which we're going to be talking about today. And it's uh, we're a vocational school, so it's uh, we teach many skills and techniques to be able to open up your own practice and and start a career. You can also do not only sound treatments on people or on yourself, but you can also do sound baths. Some people do workshops, and some people even get into research. We also have the program online starting January 10th. If you can't make it out, it works really well. We've got a lot of online students. And uh, by the way, we are a state-approved college, so it's an official certificate. And then um, that's uh, um, Tuesday, Thursdays, and uh, nights, 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific, and Saturdays, 10 to 1. We also have our advanced certificate program starting, and there's classes starting on Monday, just in a couple of days, on uh, tuning forks. Advanced Tuning Forks with Randy Masters. And then on Wednesday, we have a whole series of classes on acupuncture for tuning forks. So you're welcome to take those individually as well. You can take any of the classes individually. You can find all the classes at sound, uh, soundhealingcollege.com. That'll go straight to the school. We also have the recording classes starting again March 7th. That's all about using a digital audio workstation to record, like Pro Tools or Logic or Ableton Live. We go through the physics of sound. We also go through uh, exactly how the interface works, and uh, uh, we go through all the effects, compressive laminar noise gates, reverb, and how to use them together to make a good mix. We also go through producing as well. And uh, that's just one day a week. And uh, you will definitely learn how to know how to record by the end of that class. We also have our voice analysis class coming up for uh, training on the voice analysis program that we sell. And that uh, is February 11th. It's, uh, if you buy it by February 1st, then you can join because there's some studying to be done. You can also get a treatment for $85 of voice analysis, and we'll be talking about that in more detail later. 
we also have the next medical sound of association meeting is on the brain and strokes. How do you sound for those? And that's uh, uh, February, Sunday, February 19th. We don't have another sound education association meeting, but we do have over 100 administrators and and teachers that are um, uh, helping refine our programs. We've already got over 500 uh, exercises for kids from three months up to 18 years, and we're setting up a lobbying team to take that into governments around the world. you can join the Sound Education Association meeting by going to sounddeducationassociation.com and hitting join. Same with the Medical Sound Association. You can join that easily as well by going to medicalsoundassociation.com. We've got on our site, soundhealingcenter.com, we've got all the information for the classes. We've got our store with over 300 products. We've got books, CDs. We've got videos, we've got crystal bowls, Tibetan bowls, we've got all of our vibroacoustic devices, which are sound lounges, sound tables, sound pillows, sound dolphins, and also sound vests now, and sound belts. We also have our sound therapy center with a lot of different treatments, and we're going to be opening that up um, to us. students starting in a couple of weeks so we've got a lot of people that are going to be doing treatments at the institute but we're also opening up the soundtreatmentcenter.com and that's the online treatment center where you can get a treatment from a sound healer one-on-one with the best quality sound ever We've reprogrammed Zoom, so or not Zoom. We've got a different program that we use that's way better than Zoom, and it's really uh, just the best quality. And uh, if you want to be a practitioner, you can sign in and uh, sign in as a practitioner registration. You get to choose the price you charge for your treatments and how long you want the treatments to be. And we should be launching this by the end of January. And... Um, so people can get treatments and give treatments. I'm really excited about this one. We also have the Sound Healing Research Foundation where you can find uh, over 400 clinical papers. In the Medical Sound Association, you can find over 30 treatment plans for very specific issues uh, that were put together by our Medical Sound Association which is uh, over 600 doctors and sound therapists working together. And then we also have the link to the Sound Education Association there. So those are all the different things that we're doing. Let's start with how sound works. The most basic aspect of sound is whether it's chaotic or coherent. It's not stable versus stable. It's the difference between fear, ah, which is chaotic, anxiety, ah, anger, ah, pain, ah, or stress, ah, which are all chaotic vibrations, versus coherent or stable, consistent vibrations like the vowels. Oh, let me turn on my 
original sound, so you'll be able to hear me. Okay. So here are the vowels. What I've learned is stable, consistent sounds like vowels are the definition of peace. Peace is a frequency humming consistently. And that's not only the vowels, it's also all of the crystal bowls, Tibetan bowls, most sound healing instruments. And if they're rhythm instruments, then it's going to be a stable, consistent rhythm versus chaotic, ah, which is actually the problem in the body. The body, when it's healthy, every single cell and every single part of the body is humming consistently as opposed to chaotically. And when we start to have a problem, it's not that things go out of tune right away. It's that they start kind of fibulating. They kind of go, start going, uh, instead of vibrating consistently. And that's the stress, the fear, you know, coming into our body. And over time, sometimes what happens is that part of the body or cell will actually change to a different frequency. And that's like cancer. So that's really a big problem when things change to a different frequency if something's out of tune you're in trouble right so, but it normally starts with just chaotic vibrations over a long period of time some people say it could take six years before you actually have a problem and that's chaotic vibrations can not only be emotional they can be physical they can be mental as well so this is the basis of it all and this is why sound healing works when people hardly know what they're doing because they're using stable consistent instruments and and that's peaceful now there's sound concerts and sound treatments that are way better than others and we'll talk more about that in just a bit at the most basic level of sound we can start with the voice and the basis of the voice more than anything is getting so you're no longer afraid to make sound. As babies, we had it down. We were professional sound healers. If you had anything going on, you let it out with the sound. Ah! With zero thought as to whether it was right or not. Right? And then around one or two, it's like, shh. And then we get to school, and it's no more sound. We go to work, no sound there. And then we lose that God-given ability to express our emotions freely. And that's a blockage. And it causes disease. So the number one thing that we teach and the number one thing that I think is the most important in all of sound healing is to get to the point where you're no longer afraid to make sound. This easily extrapolates into being able to express yourself and, t- and, and uh, tell your truth, right? Which is a real problem for women on the planet because men have been squashing the throat chakras of women for thousands of years, including currently, especially in, in other countries, but even in the, the modern countries, it's still rampant, right? So... It's just critical to be able to express it. Now, with words, 
we often find words difficult because words kind of suck when it comes to expressing emotions and expressing how we're feeling. They don't really express it well because it's not, it's more of a flow. It's more of a sound. It's easy to express, you know, fear ah, versus love. It's such a different energy and a different sound. Sound is a perfect way of expressing emotion. You could even express it with music. With music, it's all about a flow that doesn't get stuck, right? You want things to keep flowing and not be rough, like a song that's really kind of stressful. No, you want it to flow and move and up and down, right? (laughs) So that's the musical aspect. But when it comes to sound, the emotions that are grating uh, or that are difficult, like despair, ah, or the worst of all, powerlessness. No sound at all. Or, or you know, just uh, anxiety. I mean, fear, all of it. Ah, or even disappointment. Ah, right. It's not a flowing sound versus gratitude, which is... Or, or compassion. Or love. Or joy. Those are all consistent flowing vibrations that are really good for you. The ones that are chaotic can and will over time. If you, they run for long enough, they will kill you. Right? So you really have to be careful with running these chaotic emotions for too long. And the trick is to be able to express them. Express them, get it out, and shift them. One of my favorite techniques is to simply make the sound of an emotion and change it to something really beautiful and sweet. So you have like, hard to change emotions like uh, just to shift them but if you do it slowly it works we've even taught that to the kids now when it comes to voice there's so many other things you can do just other than different vowels and consonants Uh, you can also do mantra and chant and this is I mean they, they in ancient times they basically had it all figured out exactly how the whole body and, and our system works. And so these different uh, chants and mantras were designed to actually do very specific things, especially with seed syllables from Sanskrit or from, from Hebrew, because they've got that magic. They are like language. So here's a bunch of chants and, or mantras that are really effective. Now, with mantra, it's really cool because not only do you have these seed syllables, 
but you create a rhythm when you do it, like Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya. That's a brainwave state. Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, or Om Mari Padvaham, Om Mari Padvaham. That's, a, that's a actually delta brainwave state that you're training your brain into a certain brainwave state. But when you do these with devotion and a certain energy and, and really tune into the intention of the mantra, they can be really powerful. Same with chants as well. Chants are, are even more beautiful because they're more like a melody. Very similar. So there's that whole world of chants and mantras that are incredibly powerful. I mean, really, they can. I know people have had their life completely transformed just by doing chants and mantras. Now, you can also look at sound based on what I call the hierarchy of vibration. I've gone over this a lot in these talks. A lot of people get stuck. They say, oh, I hear frequencies the whole deal. Or music therapists say, oh, music's the whole deal. Well, those are uh, components, but really, when you get into it, there's much more detail. Let's look at the hierarchy of vibration. Here we go. So there are pure frequencies, which is just one frequency. It's kind of like a flute or a tuning fork, one pure tone or a tone generator. You can get one frequency. And different frequencies unlock different keys. For example, if you find the frequency of a cell and play it to the cell, it makes it healthy. It triggers its metabolism. It's really good for it. Again, it's not only stable, consistent, but it's the actual healthy vibration of the cell. Same with organs. Same with any part of the body. You could even find the frequency of your soul, right? And tune into that soul energy and your soul purpose, some say. So there's the pure frequency of anything, which is a key that um, does opens up a lock. But then there's a combination of frequencies. And that would be called a timbre or a tonality. A sound is normally just a bunch of frequencies called harmonics. But it's just a bunch of frequencies, higher frequencies based on the bass frequency. And those frequencies together create all the different sounds there are based on which frequencies happen to be in there. So we get, you know, the difference between my voice and your voice, the difference between different instruments, or the different syllables and vowels as well are different timbres, which are a combination of frequencies. Now, timbres, are these frequencies that make up a timbre, are actually a chord. Because there are a bunch of frequencies, they create a musical chord. So the quality of the chord is the main thing that makes one different from another. If you know anything about chords, you know there's dissonant chords, bang, and there's harmonious chords. So a dissonant chord is like a gong or bagpipes or a Tibetan bowl, and those are very activating. Whereas a harmonious chord is like a harp or... um, or a wood drum, a tongue drum made of wood. 
very warm sound. And so the deal with timbres is whether they're more activating or calming. And this is important because activating sounds can be dangerous for people that are really fragile. Calming sounds are incredible for really people that are really fragile. And then for depression, if you use calming sounds, they may never get out of bed. So you want to use more activating sounds. So the quality of the sound, based on the harmonic structure, tells you what instruments to use for different issues. Timbres are a bunch of frequencies, but they've got this chord structure in there, so I think they were a little more powerful than pure frequency. You can have like a Tibetan bowl that's hammered into prayer, uh, hammered into frequency or into its tonality with prayer. And one tone on that Tibetan bowl and your, your whole consciousness is expanded to encompass the whole universe. Or one sound tonality of the voice. And all of a sudden, the ceiling opens up and purple light comes pouring in, right? So timbre can be really effective. And then there's musical intervals. Musical intervals are the relationship between two timbres or two frequencies. And if you've got more than two, it's called a chord. So it's simply that relationship. Now, a lot of people talk about musical intervals as states of consciousness, one of our instructors actually looks at everything in the universe, every two things, that is, and looks at the relationship between every two things, whether that's two plants, two planets, two crystals, two people, or two souls. And he looks at that as a musical interval relationship. So it's not just between two notes, it's between two of anything in the universe there. But then the next level is the music level. Oh, one more thing about musical intervals. When we enter the world of music intervals, we, we enter more of the emotional aspect. You don't get much emotion from just one sound or one frequency. Even they say the harp is love, the main instrument of love. But if you play one note on the harp, people aren't going to go, whoa. Or you play one frequency, even if 432 is supposed to be, has anything to do with the harp meridian. Well, most people aren't going to get love when you just play that frequency. But if you do a musical interval, you totally get a feeling or an emotion or a different one. Completely different feeling and emotion. So that's where we finally enter the world of emotions is with musical intervals. But then you add rhythm and you uh, and time, and you now get melody. Where with melody and rhythm, oh my God! Of course, as you know, you get every emotion there is. Music runs the full gamut from completely sad to completely exhilarated to spiritual to dark. I mean, it's the full range with music. But what I've learned is the whole thing about music is whether it's flowing or not when it comes to healing. If you just want to have fun, 
you know, it's it's fine for for the music to change drastically and and flip around and not really be that smoothly changing. But for healing, smooth flow is the deal. That means no stops, right? no rough parts, uh, 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 and no big jumps. Oh my God! Ah! Oh, right. That could be fun. It's great to dance to. Interesting, interesting, interesting to listen to. But healing is not about interesting. It's about smooth flow. I had a friend over today that we were talking about it. It's like the shamanic drummer has zero thought about the music being cool. It's all in service to healing and the planet. That's all it is. So there's so much music where there's zero thought of it being cool. You're just doing it for the healing. And that's where the smooth flow comes in because the mind is not structuring it in a way that jumps around. I mean, it could be shocking or jump around a bit to actually break things up. But for the most part, the definition of health in the body is smooth flow. We'll come back to that. Then there's a level of energy. Energy is really intention or just the type of energy you bring to the actual music, frequencies, timbres, or intervals. And that's the most important part of all. Energy or intention is is critical. I mean, it's what makes a great sound concert or not. The energy that somebody brings to it, especially when you tap into higher powers and higher energies. It's important to hold an intention with 100% focus without thinking about other things, and it's more effective. So, but when you use frequencies and timbres, and musical intervals, and musical flows, and energy together that are all in alignment, miracles can happen. Miracles can totally happen. It's really... So you can work at any one of these levels, like tuning forks are just frequency often. Or you could use an energy, an intention while using the tuning forks. Or use two tuning forks. So now you've got a timbre and a musical interval relationship. And you smoothly move the tuning forks down in a musical flow, synchronizing to the rhythm of that person's breath as you put the forks on that person. And now you're using all five levels instead of some people just say, here's a frequency, that's it. Put it on the body, ding, that's it. No, you're using all levels. So this is the whole hierarchy. Now, with this hierarchy of vibration, you can also use it at multiple levels, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Oh, I think I got it over here. Here we go. Yes. So... To make it simple, to simplify this hierarchy, frequencies, timbres, intervals, music, and energy, we just call it, for the kids especially, peace, which is one frequency, 
harmony, which is the relationship between two things, and flow, which adds time. So you can simplify it as peace, harmony, and flow. Well, we've got peace, harmony, and flow at the physical level. If you don't have good flow through each of the 11 systems in the body, you can get sick. You need good flow through the nervous system, you'd be shaking. Good flow through the circulatory system, you can have a heart attack. Good flow through the, the digestive system. Good, through, good flow through every part of the body. The definition of health is smooth flow without blockages. But you can also work at the frequency level to break up those blockages or to resonate the frequencies of the flow the notes, right, into harmony so they'll receive and transmit the flow. But it's the same thing emotionally. Flow is the whole deal when it comes to emotions. You want to to not get stuck emotions. I can't believe what they did to me. I can't believe what they did to me. I can't believe what they did. I can't believe what they did. I can't believe, <laughs> right? We commonly get into these little loops where it's stuck instead of flowing to a resolve, it's all perfect. It's all perfect. Tone. Song's done. Song's over. Let's move on. Right? Emotions are all about flow. Mentally, it's all about flow. You could have scattered thoughts, which are not flowing. Oh, there's the phone. Oh, what do you think? Oh, I don't know. I think, oh, God. Lord, help us. <laughs> or you can have smooth flow of brainwave rhythms, which is the definition of focus. Stable, consistent rhythms in the brain. In the brain, oh my God, there is brainwave entrainment, which means any rhythm that you play will synchronize the brain. Normally within 15 seconds, the brain will start syncing up to it. We are designed to synchronize to rhythms around us. We're not meant to live in the city. We're meant to live in nature and synchronize to all the rhythms of nature. Our whole system, in fact, the actual eardrum is connected to the vagus nerve that goes everywhere in the body, to all the organs, directly to connected to the eardrum. So it's like any sound that hits our ear drum automatically entrains our entire system. We are so designed to synchronize to things around us. So, we can use that fact to actually play rhythms and synchronize our brain especially to its own natural rhythm. And that's the key. A lot of people listen to binaural beats. There's thousands of them on YouTube. And there's tons of apps, but the whole deal is to tune the rhythms to your natural metabolism. And we have a whole treatment that we do, or assessment, where we play each of the 12 notes and find your metabolism. And it's, it's really effective. So then, when you play a rhythm, a slow rhythm of delta, then that's for sleep. That's the rhythm of when you're asleep. And it's really effective to help you go to sleep when it's tuned to you. But then there's theta, a little faster. That's creativity. And when you're one with the universe or run in love, when you're in the zone, your brain goes into theta, kind of a spaced out state. 
And then there's the aspect of of uh, alpha, which is a faster rhythm. Na, 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 na. And that's when you're present and alert and ready for sports, ready for learning. Because there's nothing going on in your head except awareness of everything around you. And then there's beta, which is totally about thinking really fast rhythm. When you tune each one of those brainwave states, delta, theta, alpha, and beta, to your rhythm, it's way more effective. With beta, you totally overcome ADD. And then gamma, which is blissing out. Just blissing out. It's the best. So mentally, it's all about stable, consistent rhythms tuned to you. But then there's the whole spiritual realm. Oh my God. I think of the spiritual realm, and a lot of people think of it as clearing emotions, getting the brain synchronized, you know, getting the body uh, humming so it doesn't get in the way of these higher energies. Spiritually, though, I often think of it as gratitude, compassion, love, joy, frequencies of these emotions and sounds of these emotions, you can, let me put it this way, you can resonate those energies, gratitude, compassion, love, and joy with sound and make them even stronger in your body, which also goes out to the whole planet and affects the whole planet. That's really cool. But then there's the frequency of your soul, which is really cool. Can't prove this one. There's no scientific evidence that soul even exists, but a lot of people talk about it. I believe the soul is a pure, stable frequency which carries the essence of you from lifetime to lifetime. That energy of your soul is connected to all of your lifetimes, all of the learning, and all the information you've learned in all lifetimes. And it's connected to source, which I see as all frequencies. So when you tune into your soul frequency, which I see as the same note of your metabolism for brainwave entrainment, I figure that your soul frequency is where you're at peace in your body. The rhythm and note of where you're at peace, unless God's messing with us. So when you find that frequency and energy of your soul, it's more stable than anything in the universe. And it's you. I believe your soul, I don't believe in soul healing. Maybe there's something to it, but I don't believe in it mostly. I mean, I think your soul is perfect. The rest of you might be a mess, but your soul is perfect. So the trick is to, in different Spiritual teachings talk about connecting to the stable, consistent vibration of your soul and having it manage your mental body, your emotional body, and even physical body. Whereas these days, our emotions, mostly people's emotions, are the manager of of our bodies, all of our bodies. Mental sometimes gets in there, takes over. Right, physical occasionally, but the emotional body is really the the main manager of most people's systems on this planet. And the trick is to go to a higher level of vibration where the actual soul is the manager. 
But then there's the next step, and that's going to the connection to source and just being one with the universe where you are source. And that's all frequencies, where you're one with everything. I mean, that's really the ultimate, just to be one with the universe. There's even people now that are using ultrasound frequencies on nerve endings in the brain that will bring you into this state of oneness. It's interesting because a lot of people talk about higher vibrations. You know, let's go to a higher consciousness even. Well, in sound, it's not really about higher frequency normally. For example, physically. You want every part of the body, including every cell, to be vibrating at the frequency it's meant to vibrate at. No higher, no lower. And that's where it's healthy, where it can actually transmit the energy of source the best. Emotionally, well, anxiety is a very high frequency. Compassion is a very low frequency, normally, is what when people make the sound of it. People don't go, compassion? No, they go, right? Love, kind of in the middle. Joy is pretty high, but it's all over the place. It's really about stable, consistent emotions, not higher frequency emotions. That's what makes the emotions calm and still, stable, consistent versus chaotic, as we mentioned before. Same thing with with the mental body. You don't want, I mean, uh, I mean, you can go to a higher frequency, which is gamma, but they found that the Dalai Lama trained meditators actually go high and low. The brain goes into gamma, which is a very fast rhythm, and to epsilon, which is at 0.1 cycle per second. That means one vibration every 10 seconds. That's incredibly slow. So when you're in higher consciousness, you actually go fast and slow at the same time in the brainwave rates. But spiritually, it's it's all about all frequencies at the same time. It's not high or low. It's all. It's all. Because oneness, which is the ultimate state where all is known, is all frequencies. It's like everybody that has been one with the universe, they report, yes, I was everything. There was no separation. I was everything. And that's all frequencies. Now, some people do talk about higher states of awareness or consciousness that are actually higher dimensions. So that Some people say, oh, there's a dimension where there's like all these different angels live. There's a dimension where there's our uh, aliens live. And there's the dimension which is, you know, the, the, um, um, the central sun of our universe, which is uh, like where the source energy is. And so some people say these different dimensions are actually higher in higher frequencies. If that's the case, then in the consciousness level, you could go to a higher frequency and hang out there. Although, again, 
ultimately, all frequencies is the deal. I mean, when you're all frequencies and one with the universe, why tune into, I mean, one frequency feels limiting. Why tune into one frequency when you can tune into all? I mean, that's nothing better. And what's so cool is everybody says when you're one with the universe, there's indescribable love there. Indescribable. I mean, all the people that had near-death experiences go on YouTube, went through the tunnel. I was one with the universe, pure love and light. Like I've never felt ever. And they come back with that energy of indescribable love. It's so interesting when you're one with the universe that there's love there. It's really interesting. It's like there's this higher being that we're a part of that's actually running love all the time. And all we got to do is just be still enough to tune into them, which is us. I mean, tune into us. It's not even the higher being. It's The higher being is us. So there's all these different levels that you can look at. Now, ultimately, this whole hierarchy of vibration, physically, uh, of peace, harmony, and flow, this is actually in the whole universe. So we're talking about one color, two colors, flowing colors. We're talking about one, one geometry, a circle, multiple circles, which is a timbre, and then, and then um, uh, actually... Uh, uh, spinning geometries or flowing geometries through through the through space, so we get the flow there. So, or you can have one intention, like love, or more than one love, wisdom, or flowing intention of light coming down through your crown, out your heart, or up from the the earth, uh, up your feet, out your heart. So there's a whole flow. So this hierarchy of one, many, and flow seems to be the way the whole universe is built. Oh boy, tell. Through all of this, when we come back to Earth, it's like, okay, what instruments are we going to use? So it's a lot about getting to know the different instruments that you're going to use for different issues. And getting to know what instruments and even what what sounds to make with the voice for different issues. But ultimately, the interesting aspect of sound is when you look at nature. Nature is really unique because if you look at nature uh, uh, besides all the animals... The number one sound that nature makes is white noise. That would be the oceans, the rivers and the streams, the wind. It's all white noise. Shh! White noise is an incomplete frequency. It's really random, completely random, incomplete frequencies, which are really good for breaking up stuck energy. Because commonly we get repeating brainwave things like I was saying I can't believe what they did can't believe what they did can't believe this world can't believe it I just can't believe what's going on around here can't believe it right over and over and these chaotic vibrations of air wind uh, 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 water 
and ocean and such, they totally break up these repeating frequencies. So nature is designed to get us back to our own soul frequency. It clears out all the stuff in the brain. If you've been to the ocean and hung out for, you know, for a few hours or a whole day, it's like, it's like this cleansing. It's really cool. It almost wears you out because it's like all these frequencies, random frequencies hitting you all day long. But it's, it's beautiful because it completely clears out thought patterns. A lot of people use white noise to go to sleep clear out thought patterns so they can actually finally sleep. And so that's the number one sound in nature. Now, if you look at the vibration of all of the different parts, I mean, there's the vibration of the rocks and the, oh, well, you look at the elements. I mean, you've got the, the earth, I mean, the air, the fire, and the water. And those all have their own, those are all like timbres. So they've got their, their own frequency and combination of frequencies, actually. Like you say, the atoms are the frequencies, and then the, the earth, air, fire, and water are the timbre. But really, the whole thing in nature is the flow, where ecosystems are flowing, interacting with each other to create a healthy planet. And the problem is when toxins get in the way and cause blockages, and then we have, which are like pollution. Some people even say, our emotional toxins are actually affecting the weather. So it's still the same with nature. Now, when you look at all the animals, oh my God, all the different sounds and songs from animals, it's incredible the amount of sound and music from the animals on our planet. And we believe, we know, it's way more than just looking for sex. <laughs> it's way more than looking for sex. It's all about a frequency sound matrix that we're all a part of. So every bird sound is doing something very specifically to us. We already know that it causes the crops to grow more. Every sound there is of any animal is a medicine. And this was well known in ancient times. It's well known right now with even shamans. They know that these are pure medicine, even the sound and music of a plant. Right. So, this is the overview. Let me now play my favorite song, Enlightenment. And then we'll end. This song is the energy of enlightenment. Share my screen again. Enjoy here. Okay, here we go.
reason I'm showing that horse is because when we use sound, electromagnetics, light, color, ultrasound, infrared light, and scalar waves, which are frequencies in the quantum field, together at every level of the hierarchy, peace, harmony, and flow, there's no chance that we can't heal everything there is. The potential in this field to actually change not only the entire medical system, but to change the entire educational system is dramatic because frequency and vibration at every level of reality is the most primordial aspect of reality in the universe, whether it's quantum, physical, or any level of physics. It's the basis of it all. So when you understand vibration and the laws of vibration, you are given a magic key to be able to transform yourself and the universe. It's unbelievable, especially to be able to heal ourselves and heal each other and take our power back. Hold that thought and energy for the rest of the night, rest of the weekend, rest of the week, months ahead, and years ahead.